All right, so locked and loaded the rest of the way. Great guests, including that of Alta Gracia, Pierre Adabridge, the founder and owner of the New York City-based law firm Adabridge Law, and the uh, practice uh, focusing in on landlord-tenant uh, uh, litigation, transactional matters. Nice enough uh, to join us for a couple of minutes. Alta, how are you? Everything okay? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Pete. Thanks for having me again. It is a pleasure. A couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. One in the news uh, is regarding... Uh, a very controversial bill prohibiting uh, some of these landlords in and around the city from performing uh, criminal background checks on prospective tenants, even those, by the way, convicted of some of the more heinous acts of murder and and other crimes, and it's on a fast track to become law. Uh, Give us an idea as far as what's transpiring here. Well, I think um, criminal defense attorneys everywhere would applaud that, um, although tenants who are living in these buildings may not. But, I mean, there are two sides to the story, right? Obviously, folks who have paid their dues, you know, in the criminal justice system want a second chance, so it's really called a second chance. Um, that's really um, the proponents are saying that folks deserve a second chance. Um, it is scary, right? But there are two sides to the story. Um, it won't allow... Um, landlords to conduct criminal background checks, right, uh, anymore, which means that once you've paid your dues, you're except if you're a sex offender, uh, you are able to rent an apartment and start your life over. Yeah, you know, it's the bill's current language, it kind of leaves landlords vulnerable, right? And that to renting to people who have committed sex crimes, I'm talking about in other states too, uh, because you know, you have these out-of-state sex offender registries now. They're not addressed. So there is some vulnerability in that aspect, no? You're right, and, and the, the hope is that, that that loophole would be closed before it's signed. That's, that's really the hope. But I think folks will still have trouble with it. Um, the folks who live in apartments will still have trouble with the bill being passed um, as is or even with that tweak. That's unbelievable. I mean, you don't have to go back that, that far. If I remember correctly, there was an earlier version of the bill that kind of, you know, was dormant somewhat. In a council committee at the end of last year, there was a lot of outcry from advocacy groups and others. Uh, and, uh, you know, you don't have to go back that far to remember that aspect either. You're right. I mean, it's it's a bold step forward, you know, for the criminal justice um, system and criminal defense attorneys and criminal defense advocates, right? Uh, I'm sure that um, certain tweaks will be made before it's signed. Um, but yes, it is a bold step, and I'm sure we'll be getting calls about it. Ultimately, um, tenants have the right to live somewhere that's safe, um, right on both ends, and landlords do retain certain rights to evict in the event that um, it's not, hopefully it's not too late for the people in the building, but landlords do retain the right to evict folks who cause a nuisance um, after they've been um, allowed in the apartment. With you, but uh, isn't it ironic, the controversies and everything that have existed within the confines of the Big Apple the last couple of years, we spit recidivism and re-arrests, and all of a sudden we're renting apartments to those who might have committed murder, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean where is the conflict of common sense uh, as far as even this aspect of society? It is just incredible to me. 
I don't want to get too political with you, though, Alta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I absolutely see both sides. I, I do. I see both sides, and I probably would lead more towards you, right, obviously. Um, I have I have a child, and, you know, um, philosophically, you don't want to be living next to somebody who is a who is a, um, a, a, an offender, a recidivist, right, an ex-criminal, but the other side is these folks deserve to re-enter society. And if they don't, they're more likely to recommit crimes because they're not welcome back into society. So then the only thing they have, the only avenue they have is to recommit crimes, right? So it's supposed to give them a full chance so that they can reintegrate into society after having been rehabilitated. I would reiterate, while I'm probably more leaning on your side, Jay, uh, trust me, I would reiterate that the landlords retain the right to evict, right? If you're committing, if you've committed a violent act in your building after you've rented the apartment, um, landlord tenant law provides to evict that person. So it's not all law. And it doesn't affect, that we should say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this bill does not affect. New York City Housing Authority complexes, as they would still be required to conduct background checks, right? And that for uh, prospective tenants, since they are guided, this is key here, they're guided by federal law. And it also doesn't apply to two-family homes, I was reading, Alta, or homeowners renting out, you know, rooms, single rooms, that type of thing. So, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, leeway in that regard. Uh, so that's something to kind of keep in mind there. Correct. So, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned also about sex offenders and the registry to weed out prospective tenants here. That's what I'm concerned about, especially in other States, uh, as we have stated there. Uh, so we shall see now, uh, there is a, another, uh, topic as far as what's out there regarding landlords, they're going to have to post safety bulletin warnings. From the FDNY. And we're talking about these e-bike battery uh, situations that have taken place. I wasn't aware of this. These batteries have killed about six people so far this year. Can you elaborate on this? Yes. There was actually a fire in um, East um, East Midtown a couple of weeks ago. It's something that we're now starting to talk about. But folks are parking these bikes in the hallways. Um Storing them in their storing them in their homes and, and charging them in their homes with um, extension cords, creating all types of fire hazards. And um, yes, yeah, at least six people have been killed so far in these types of um, in these types of incidents. It's actually pretty dangerous. They really are. And uh, you know, listen, uh, these are very popular. These electronic bikes, we've all seen them. Uh, scooters, even these, you know, these. Uh, what do they call those things? Um, hoverboards. That's what it is. You know, I remember you had a lot of problems regarding these batteries on the hoverboards. There have been at least, uh, from what I was reading, 140 of these fires tied to these devices in the That's just this year. 140 injured. Six people have been killed in these blazes. Uh, and that is something uh, to really kind of put in play here. So um, we shall see. One final thing before we let you go. Where are we at right now? Post-pandemic, rentals, landlords, litigation, courts, backlogs, uh, and everything else, the rights of the landlord, the rights of the tenant. Where would you say we are at uh, in the process of what you and I have discussed in the past? Well, I think the courts have been pretty efficient, right, in getting um, 
getting um, rid of the backlog. I'm not going to say it's all done, but I, I've been very, very impressed with housing court and how fast we have been able to get a resolutions of cases. I think the judges are more aggressive in terms of getting their cases resolved. Um, some of the impediments to evictions have been removed. You no longer have to make certain motions. I think what is really remaining uh, of the pandemic safety is minor, i.e. if you apply for the emergency rental assistance, then your eviction is stayed, right, uh, while your application is pending, and you can't be evicted uh, for a year after you've received money. So that's really the only thing that's left from the pandemic era of rental protections. Otherwise, cases are moving. Um, another um, another um, thing to observe, another aspect to observe is that the legal services attorneys, the free lawyers, the free legal aid legal services attorneys um, are overwhelmed. So uh, where I've gone, uh, when we represent landlords, they are not able to take cases anymore. So these tenants are practically left without legal counsel when there is a right to counsel. So the cases, I think, are moving so fast, and they started in such fury that the, the providers are no longer able to provide full-on legal counsel. So that's something to observe, and um, landlords um, and tenants are, are dealing with that. And uh, they will continue to do so, no question. Uh, very important stuff. Alta Gracia, uh, Pia Adabridge does a fantastic job uh, regarding uh, everything involved with landlord-tenant uh, litigation or other practices as well. Out of bridge law. Until next time, uh, Alta, you stay well now, okay? 